Chapter Fourteen of Half a Century by Jane Grey Swiss Helm. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Swiss Vale, age twenty six and twenty seven. In April eighteen forty two, my husband took possession of the old home in the valley, and we went there to live. There were large possibilities in the old house, and we soon had a pleasant residence i had the furniture mother left me and a small income from her estate the farm i named swiss vale and such is the name thereof when the pennsylvania railroad was built it ran through it but not in sight of the house and the station was called for the homestead in the summer of forty two i began to write stories and rhymes under the nom de plume of jenny deans for the dollar newspaper and neal's saturday gazette both of philadelphia rees c fleeson published an anti-slavery weekly in pittsburgh the spirit of liberty and for this i wrote abolition articles and essays on women's right to life liberty and the pursuit of happiness my productions were praised and my husband was provoked that i did not use my own name if i were not ashamed of my articles why not sign them he had not given up the idea that i should preach indeed he held me accountable for most of the evils in the world on the ground that i could overthrow them if i would elizabeth was married in june and went to ohio in the autumn my husband's mother and the boys came to live with us to which i made no objection for honour thy father and mother were spoken as much to him as to me maybe i had some spiritual pride in seeing that she turned from her converted daughters who were wealthy and lived near to make a home with unregenerate me she liked my housekeeping and grandmother as i always called her with her white kerchiefs and caps sitting by the fireplace plying her knitting needles became my special pride my husband had converted the louisville goods into one panther one deer two bears and a roll of wildcat money it was not very good stock with which to begin life on a farm but the monotony was relieved by a hooking kicking cow and a horse which broke wagons to splinters tom the panther was domiciled in the corner made by the old stone chimney and the log wall of the house close to the path which led to the garden the bears were chained in the meadow behind the house and billy the deer ranged at will tom and the bears ate pigs and poultry so fast that we gave up trying to raise any while billy's visits to the garden did not improve the vegetables i tried to establish some control over tom as a substitute for the fear he felt for his master who was not always within call and who insisted that tom could be tamed so as to serve the place of a watchdog tom had been quite obedient for tom and my terror for him had abated i was interested in the heathen of india and was president of a society which met in pittsburgh coming home from a meeting i was thrown out of a buggy and so badly hurt that i was kept in bed six weeks when i began to go out on crutches i started to go to the garden and forgot tom until i heard him growl he lay flat with his nose on his paws his tail on the ground straight as a ramrod save a few inches at the tip which wagged slowly his eyes green and fiery and i not three feet from his head and just in reach even if his chain held but i had seen it break in one of those springs which he now was preparing to make there was no help near 
he would spring from my head and shoulders if these were out of his way he could not hold me by my dress which was a thin muslin wrapper he was not likely to leap until something moved and might lie there some time i had heard that a panther will not jump under the gaze of a human eye so i looked steadily into his while i talked to him tom tom down sir and so tried to recall his knowledge of me fortunately my feet were a little in advance of my crutches and while i looked and talked holding my body motionless i was planting my crutches and throwing my weight on my well foot i heard the girl coming out of the house and knew the time had come with all my strength i swung myself backward as he made the leap his hot breath rushed into my face his fiery eyes glared close to mine but his chain was too short then i knew i had no mission for taming panthers from the first i had feared that he would kill some child and it was impossible to prevent them trooping to see him after my own narrow escape i protested so strongly against keeping him that my husband consented to sell him to a menagerie but those which came were supplied with panthers and although he was a splendid specimen full nine feet long no sale was found for him that adventure supplied memory with a picture which for long years breathed and never was absent if it were not before me it was in some corner and i knew tom was crouched to spring on me his fiery eyes glared the tip of his tail wagged and he was waiting only waiting for me to move often when i woke at night he was on my bed or in a corner of the room he was hidden in fence corners and behind bushes on the roadside and mary's little lamb was never so faithful as my phantom panther my husband could not understand the fear i felt nor realize the danger of keeping him he enjoyed his own mastery over him and with a box on the side of the head he made tom whine and crouch like a spaniel i have often wondered that in all the accounts i have ever read of fights with wild animals no one ever planted a good fist blow under the ear of his four-legged antagonist and so stretched it out stiff to await his leisure in disposing of it End of chapter fourteen